Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody on 670 The Score. Got to have a little fun, Grotes. Got to be able to, you know... You know, chuckle a little. I know you, you don't on, know what's man. happening, but... You know. Oh, no, I had no idea. I mean, you really built this thing up, so I I want to be excited, <laughs> but I'm also a little on edge. I'm a little I'm sitting up in my seat. You know what I'm saying? It's called the tease, my friend. Hopefully. We have all suffered from your tease. <laughs> and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Yes, this is what we've been working for. <laughs> hey, Groats, but you were hot for the corner, though. <laughs> I the was corner, hot for the corner. Was... Double G with the rock to the rack. Tone it in a foul. I, I think what we're going to do is kind of like Tanny plays it, uh, his intro, you know, twice. Then they play it at two, and then they play it again at four or five or whatever. That's what we're doing. That, that intro is going to get double love today. You can play it again at eight. Yeah, at eight, because Grody and I were having a good old time bonding a second ago. Mm-hmm. We didn't really get, to, all we got to hear was the ending. So we didn't get to hear the, the magic. I didn't hear any of the opening because we were having an intense conversation. About the Bears. About the Bears. That's right. All sportsy stuff. OTAs this weekend, week two. Um, There's so much I want. I have like so many questions about the Bears and OTAs. This feels very Cubs preseason-ish to me where everyone's just kind of happy, you know, with a team that's going to be below 500. And people know that that's going to be the case, but somehow, some way, Groats, everyone is happier than some teams that are probably going to be, you know, ten and ten and seven, and miss, and like miss the playoffs in the in the AFC or something, you know, like that they're bummed out about their teams and where they're at. I agree, but if the Bears, I was just saying this, I, I was just doing a a, a Bears hit on another okay. state and our friends from Central Illinois today and I, I'll say the same thing that I just told them and that is that if the Bears are let's just say three and five at some point in time this season okay Bears fans are not going to accept that just because they're better than they were last year and they're not in the midst of a 10 game losing streak Bears fans are going to be pissed says says what Bears you just wait you just watch because here's why Gabe because what, 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 would, what would the Bears what would Bears fans want them to be if they're not if they're no 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 three it's, uh, any kind of losing is going to be unacceptable because of what happened last year because Bears fans accepted it they endured it they put up with it they still went to the games they still watched the games they still called the score they still wore the Bears gear because okay I'm just going to let this happen it's a new GM they're the Bears are rebuilding ten games. A ten-game freaking losing streak. I'm going to put up with this, and I know people are being measured now, 
Gabe. People are being measured and saying, okay, well, things are so much better. Look at what they've look at they look what they've added. Look at the draft. Look at the players that they've signed. It's it's a lot better and guys are going to develop and all of that kind of stuff. And people are saying, oh, if they're just like, you know, if they just win eight or nine games this year, that'd be great. It's the Bears, man. Nobody is putting up with average. There's not a single Bears fan this year that's going to be like, oh, we were seven and nine this year. Well, we improved. That might be the logical way to look at it. What are you talking what are, about? How do you not understand what I'm talking about? I, I, I think that the you are a average- fan. You will be that person. No. Yes, you will. I mean, I'll be di- I'll be disappointed because my fandom always wants playoffs, but I, th- I think that you're underestimating the the intellect of the average Bears fan. Ooh, don't come at me like that. I'm not going. Right, after my the, bad. I'm not going after the intellect. Of, my bad. My bad. Okay. My bad. My bad. Yeah, you're that was, right. That, that, was that, that, that was harsh. Yeah, don't do that. I, I'll do like my daughter. Don't do me like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's I'm over. Yeah, you know what, yeah, hey, Gabe? Okay. Gabe, it never happened. Thank the you. apology accepted. But I do feel as though you're like the passion for the team is there, but the understanding that they are not where they are supposed to be. You know, obviously, we like to use this window is open phrase in Chicago sports. Bears fans understand that there's still a year or two removed from that. So I don't think they necessarily, I don't think Bears fans are going to say, you know, seven, eight win team is some sort of a disappointment. I think at the end of the season, you could logically look at that and stack the two seasons together and say, oh, the Bears improved. I'm just saying that while it's happening, if the Bears are, again, they're four and seven at some point. But that's more wins than last year. I know, but you really, in the heat of the moment, you really think I'll leave you out of it. I'll leave you out. Okay. Yeah. I'll say that you're the reasonable Bears fan. You're the intellectual Bears fan. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for overestimating. Smart guy my over here. Yeah. Okay. Smart guy. Mr. Economics degree. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, I Mr. Say, I, I don't need this job. Don't I forget the, my behavioral yeah, communication yeah. degrees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, right, I think so seven, I, I, you I think, think seven wins, what's gonna happen? People well, are gonna well, be like down with no, Eagles. No, I think that within the midst of it, people are gonna be pissed off and they're gonna be paying very close attention, unlike last Last year, when it was more or less a pass, and how the hell did Justin Fields do? And why isn't Justin Fields passing more? Oh, they lost the game. So what? This year, it's not going to be like that. Last year was a pass for the entire organization. Yeah, I endorsed it. Like I, I was, I didn't endorse people pass. Like fans could do whatever they want. I didn't endorse that, but I endorsed the rebuild just like everybody else. Now I'm looking at this season differently, and so I. I think the fans will be looking at it a lot differently than they say. The measured approach is what you're saying and should be. We should all be saying seven or eight wins is going to be okay. But I don't think but it isn't will. It, I, I, I'm saying right I, now it's not going to be acceptable. But we'll isn't see, it going to be but, dependent on how the Bears lose those games? Yeah, because if Justin Fields throws for 277 yards uh, and, th- and three touchdowns, and the, Bears, and the Bears lose to Detroit 30 to 24, it's going to be like, love. Give it, okay, we're getting closer. I'm getting so happy as you say that. Just like, isn't that amazing <laughs> that 277 yards oh, did that to you? Again. 286 oh. yards, four touchdowns. And you know what? <laughs> just throw in a pick just to be realistic. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> did you just scream? <laughs> oh, yeah. 286 yards, four tutties. Uh, but do, uh, do you do you get what I'm putting down here? That 
everything that you're saying, because you're being a lot. You're sitting here being reasonable and logical, and I know there's Bears fans sitting at home or but, listening right now being logical. But I just and thinking, don't think they're a ten-win team. So, so uh, I know, but I'm just predicting. So I'm, that's what I'm saying. I, I, what else can I be expecting for the, from this squad? But you, but you will be. You just will be. It's the nature of the Bears. It's the nature of. Uh, the optimism of this offseason, like you're feeling it, right? Because yeah. didn't you say you, you feel that optimism? Here's, you think that all of a sudden people are going <laughs> to not be able to channel that and be like, they're optimistic. Oh, yeah, we're going to accept the fact that we're, uh, no, we're I'm, six I'm and ten. No, I'm optimistic that we are headed in the right direction. Well, as you should be right now. Yeah. I'm saying in the heat of the battle, when September, so you can't feel September and October right now. I can. See, I could feel uh, that. I could already feel here's that. Here's the only See? way I think Bears fans will feel like that, Mark Grody, yeah. is that using your example, if the Bears are three and five, right? But take those eight games and say the Bears are six and two, right? Yeah, and then they bears. regress to the mean, oh. and the Bears bears, and then they end up you know eight nine wins. Then I can see that happening because then you let you let an opportunity to get some playoff experience slip through your fingers. That I can understand. But if they're three and five, and then they you know a win here, win there, loss here, loss there, and they kind of creep up. I don't know. Text lines, text lines are open. We'd love to hear from you guys. 312, from you, 312-644-6767. Um, so what What did the hosts from this, the shot them out at the Cater Station, right, you said? Yeah. What, what, did, they, what, did, what, what, what did they say? Because me, I'm sitting here in shock. What did they say? They were just... About? About the, Bears fans um, holding the Bears to a higher standard this oh, season. Oh, my take on yeah. that. Like that I put... Yeah, they they seem to to roll with it. Like this wasn't yeah. a You're intimidating. I can see Yeah, it. that's can, what it was. It was I, like they were just listening to the act. I this was is Mark Grody here. The the guest spot to be specific was Mark Grody talking Chicago sports. So they're just kind of bouncing around. I mean, we talk more about the Bears than anything, of course, okay. probably the, the majority of it, but it was just me telling them how it is. Yeah. So, but that's, no, they're great. I love that. That's those how guys. this show works yeah, too. He's <laughs> Mark Grody, I'm Gabe Ramirez. Um somebody from the 815 says as long as the Bears have less than 10 losses I'll be happy. Less than 10. So you would accept. All right. I mean. So eight and nine. I'm going to have a hard time disagreeing with the way people are feeling right now and saying that because that maybe when the season is over, you could look at the records and say, okay, oh man, this is, this is so much better and so much improved. I'm saying like, even to that texter right there, sir or ma'am, I want you to check yourself this season when things. Before you wreck yourself. Before you wreck yourself. Unless it is the. The six and one scenario yeah. that Gabe just laid out, but if it is, slide. but I'll just go with the three and five. If it, if it is three and five yeah. to the texture, I w- I will bet you you're going to be pissed off and you're not going to be <laughs> nearly as measured as you are now. And it's going to be because I, maybe Bears fans don't even realize what they gulped down last year, like in terms yeah. of the ten game losing streak and historically bad defense yeah. and record and all of that. Like maybe they don't even realize that they can't get up out of that chair because they're so weighed down from the losing. Uh, that, that you, you just you're not going to have that immunity this year to to losing. So what does that ceiling then look like? The one that Bears fan or the Bears fans are going to be holding Bears to a standard of what? What is that? What should the of? standard be? Yeah. What, mm, what, man, <laughs> is that ten wins? So you're asking me like what I expect it, out of the Bears no, this year? No, no, no. You were saying that would have been okay. Bears if you were. lose if the Bears aren't winning, then the Bears fans are going to be upset. Then what? Number of wins would make Bears fans oh, happy. Oh, would make Bears fans happy. Um, so nine is not yeah, enough. Yeah, what, what you're right. I see what you're saying. Like what? 
what would be acceptable yeah. to see with, without. Or going, we're not going to be walking through the street with right. uh, pictures of Matt Eberflus and a line through his. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, see, because a lot of what I'm saying is in the the throughout the season, what, at whatever point. But if you're asking me what will ultimately satiate Bears fans in this season, I always have to keep in mind it's uh, I'm still like working 16 game math, but yeah. I would say 17. <laughs> I would say what did I? I said, but I'm still using no, 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 I know. I 16 games. I was trying to throw that in there right, so to, subconsciously you could be. Oh, just you know, so like it's there. 17. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. 17. <laughs> we know how our brains work. Yeah, 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 yeah. It needs to be thrown in there indirectly. You know what I mean? In order to work. I think, man, ugh, 10 wins. Yeah. Wins is what is what sounds is, sexy. Is Say gonna, it again. <laughs> I think that's uh, I think that's the point. Like, and I get it, man. And I'm sure I, I've I have not even turned on my computer here just because I came in here. Yeah, coming in second, hot. Of course, came, came in hot. So I don't know what people are saying, but somebody I, said right now, and this is a great text okay. message that came in. Hit me three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. By the me. way, it is Gabe and Grody. Bears fans will be much more upset and go crazy as they should if Bryce Young. Has a much better year than Justin Fields. And that's a, that's an interesting way to look at things too. <laughs> yeah, because that would suck in a lot of ways. Oh, a, dude. you passed up on him. B, that's the team whose draft pick you have, yeah. who we're all hoping is top five or maybe top one. Yeah, because instead of two, text. instead of two eighty six, we're talking about one eighty six. Oh my god, no, one sixty six. Don't say that. That's more realistic. One sixty six. Okay. That's it's a very realistic number. What are you talking about? Average passing, average, average passing yards, average passing yards per game. Oh, one sixty six is very, very likely. Would that be a good set the over under at one sixty six? Like I, if we were doing for our purposes? Yeah, I, I think like Vegas, they'll they'll take us as Bears fans as suckers and they'll put it a little bit higher, knowing that people would just bet the over anyway. So they probably Vegas would probably set it like at like at one ninety two, one ninety three in that range. Do you? Think it's going to be over 166. How many yards per game do you think Justin Fields will average this year? Uh, and people, if you don't know, I'm going to do the play-by-play. Right. Play. He has just <laughs> gone, elbow has just gone on the desk, I'm hand so is covering disgusting. the face. It, nonverbals will tell you that it's because there's shame here, and the shame is because of my love for Justin Fields, knowing that he could let me down. And so my Homer heart... You've been hurt before, haven't you? Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. My Homer heart says... Where did he hurt you? Two, <laughs> two show, show me on the 19. doll. <laughs> I, I can't. Stroking his hair. Yeah. Hold on, bro. What was that? That was Tyler Buterball, by the way. No, I know, but that was uh, me. Uh, I didn't just say that, by the way. I didn't just say stroking his hair, but apparently I did I like say it. that at some point. And someone took the time to cut it into a clip that they could play whenever they Sometimes want. Sometimes I do think I still drink because I forget things that I said. 219, Grody, I think that's where he will be at. Or in my home heart, like that's a good. That's, that's a good number. That's good. That's, that's a, a good number. If Justin Fields is good, he's averaging two nineteen. That's yeah. what I would take. Does he have to have the the running still to to pick up the slack for only having two hundred nineteen yards per Not game? Not if the and, Bears are winning. If the Bears are finding different ways to win, I don't think that matters. Okay. But what I think he will, where I think he will be at, is in the one eighties. Okay. Here's another thing too. Does that does that concern you? Um. It of course. Yeah. yeah. No, that concerns okay. me a lot. Okay. And I guess it it's part of the next question that I want to throw out there for you and for for everybody listening, and that is, how much are the Bears going to be dependent on Justin Fields being good for their offense to be good this year? Because if you're saying 188, and that is stunning if yeah. that's what it is, 
then you, as you said before, you're hoping that other guys on the offense pick it up. Who? Yeah. D, I mean, because it because you, you're saying that DJ Moore is not gonna ha- there's not gonna be a great connection probably with DJ Moore if you're saying 188 per I don't, game. I don't. I honestly do not think there's going to be. Wow, that I, that is some real stuff from you, man. I mean, like that you don't feel like. I don't want to. I just don't want to put myself out there and be like, oh my god, a thousand yard receiver. You know, because I just don't believe it with Justin I Fields. I understand. Right? So, like, so, no, that's good for and you. And I'm not saying it in a hating way. Yeah. It's like, please prove me wrong. I would love for to be proven wrong in that situation. Yeah. But do I think that's going to happen with all the weapons that he has? And, you know, I just... Uh. You're one of the first people to really take a lane on Justin Fields. Like, here, me. I mean, I'm still sort of like... I, I, I don't want to ever gloss over what Justin Fields did last year. Right. Because some of the running that he did was extraordinary and incredible. Whatever word, like, there was no hyperbole in describing what Justin Fields did with his legs last year. But it was just so disappointing that the the passing part didn't come close to matching up to it. So that it it makes it really. But I, being around him, I think it either makes it better or worse for me in terms of my evaluation <laughs> of him. But I I think you're one of the first people that's admitted like you're very worried about Justin Fields. And if you had to press the button, you're not hitting the the superstar button, are you? I didn't say that. I know. I said, That's why I'm being he delicate here. He averaged 150 a game last year, and I wanted him to get better than 2021. If he averages 188, he's better, right? He's better if he's running less and the Bears are winning oh, okay. and everything's so that better. You, so you accept that kind of improvement? Yes, because I want him to just continue to be better. But that is... Don't plateau yet on me. But then, so, so the next year, two hundred yards, and the what the year after that, two twenty, and then a year because if if you're, I mean, you're an extraordinarily patient person. If you're if you're saying okay, one eighty eight, that's better, that's good, I'll accept that because well, it's an average, right? So there's got to be some games where you're throwing two fifty, two sixty. You're giving me those highlight games, okay? And then some games, you know, you might lose, you might have a bad game through two and two interceptions. I'm just being. No, uh, I know, but you know what this sounds like? A mediocre quarterback. And That's you know what? what? We get to like. ask our next guest if, in fact, Justin Fields is <laughs> mediocre. Patrick Finley joins whole, the show. Your whole face <laughs> is turning red, man. <laughs> joins the show after the break. More Justin Fields talk, more Bears talk right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody on 670 The Score. In Odyssey Station. Yeah, I mean, it's just about working our schemes, you know. I think, uh, you know, having our, our halfbacks that we have, we feel confident about those guys. Uh, we feel good about our offensive line, you know, what we've done there in terms of the run blocking. Certainly, we, we 
we certainly value Simo and the way he, uh, you know, schemes it up every single week, you know, with uh, and changes it up the way he does. Uh, but uh, we certainly feel good about it. And uh, we talked about it last year with with Justin in terms of the run game. You know, run it when we need it. You know, and, and when we're down in the red zone, third down, we might need it at that point. You know, during those critical situations of the game. So uh, that's what he's going to do. Coach Eberflus talking about. The running back room for the Chicago Bears. It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody here on 670 The Score. And we get an opportunity to talk a little more Bears. Find out if DJ Moore is going to be a 1,000-yard receiver uh, for this team. And to answer that question, joining us on the Circuit Resort Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. He covers the Bears, covers the NFL for the Chicago Sun-Times. Also has a pretty cool podcast called Palace Intrigue. Of course, we're talking about none of the our guy, Patrick Finley, Pat, how's it going? I'm good. How are you guys? You know, it's always better when people get to enter the G spot because that's what people are calling our show now. That's what I'm saying. So get guests mm-hmm. that come on and they right. they get to hang out. With, they get to hang out with us. Yeah. And Pat, I do got to ask this question because Grody and I were you know going back and forth about it prior to the break, and it is whether or not DJ Moore is going to be a thousand yard receiver. What do you think? Uh, I think that that will be more of a reflection of his quarterback than of him. I think if Justin is healthy, I can't see why DJ wouldn't be a thousand yard receiver. If Justin gets hurt, you know, the bears backup quarterback room is not one of the more accomplished ones in the league and things I think could go downhill pretty quickly. So uh, DJ has proven that, you know, I think his average year is a thousand yard year. What's the stat about him that he's already what uh, his career receiving yards are more than any bears receiver has ever had ever. Ever, um, so I would I would bet the over there with the only caveat being that if Justin gets hurt, um, uh, all bets are off. Let's keep the over under motif going, shall we, Mister Finlay? Because these are the things that Gabe and I have been talking about, and the other one that we brought up just in the midst of our conversation was was Justin Fields' passing yards. Do you think he's going to have more or less than 188 passing yards in this upcoming season? What's per game, the, per what's game. Yeah, I'm sorry. What's, I'm sorry. What's 108 <laughs> times? What's 188 times 17? Uh, I don't know. Hold on a second. <laughs> we got the calculator. I, I think. I know. I think that's about right. You know, probably a little bit more. I so mean, you turn your mic on over there, radio 3, boy. 3,200. Oh, oh, you're eating too. So you're turning your mic off. Good God. I'm using my time wisely, guys. <sighs> but anyway, well, why, how about we put it this way? About what? How many yards do you think Justin Fields will average in the passing game this year? We're trying to figure out what's realistic in terms of an improvement for Justin Fields this year. Unless you think he's going to just skyrocket this year, because he averaged one fifty well, last year. One fifty last year. Yeah. I don't know. Two twenty five. Okay. Two twenty five. That's something okay. like that. You know. I mean, I don't need to tell you that the Bears have never had a four thousand yard passer <laughs> ever, which is one of the great statistical anomalies in the history. Of it really football. is. It, we were just talking I, about that. Yeah, and that, you know, and you know, if you want to extrapolate that number out by 17, that might get him close. That also presumes health, and I think in today's NFL, it is so rare that a quarterback plays all 17 games. So, no, it's 225 or so, you know, have the offense look efficient. You know, one of the things that the Bears didn't get to experience last year was it's amazing in the fourth quarter when you're ahead, you can just turn and hand the football off <laughs> and not have to get exposed. Uh, to maybe some of those empty stats and definitely some some danger if you're the quarterback. So it's something like that I, I think would be about fair. And, and I don't think anybody would accuse you of being a pie-in-the-sky uh, 
analyst or fan if you sat there and said, you know, 225 seems reasonable. Patrick Finley joining us here on 670 The Score, Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody. Pat, why why is there so much optimism for Justin Fields when it comes to, you know, the improvements in the passing game, right? Like to say 225, that's 75 yards, right? 75 yards more than he averaged last year. You know, it didn't necessarily seem like a guy that was putting it up over 250 at all. But why, why I mean, I mean, weapons is one thing, but what do you think we've seen in him? Why do people so so intent on saying that he has the capability of doing that? Let me give you the Mitch Trubisky speech. <laughs> and I'm, obliga- I'm obligated to do this. Mitch Trubisky was awesome on Wednesdays and Thursdays, and we spent years and years chronicling how great he looked during practice, and then on Sundays it just wasn't there. I don't read a whole heck of a lot into people at this time of year saying, boy, Justin looks great. Like, you know, is the ball out a little quicker? Yeah, but probably should be. This is his second year in an offense. He doesn't have to learn from scratch. You know, uh, you know do the big plays that we've seen, Grody, uh, are they impressive? Yeah, but they should be. So into DJ Moore. DJ Moore's, you know, <laughs> maybe, the best, maybe the best player on the Bears right now. And he wasn't on the team last year. Uh, you know, some of the natural progression is there because of the, ex- the experience in the offense and because of the better players that they've added. I don't think it means a whole heck of a lot until you start doing it on Sunday. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And there's obviously no real pass pressure or no fear factor when, when you're the offense. So we, we take it for what it is. And I think every year, we, as we bear as reporters, we try to have as much perspective as possible on things like that, things like attendance and all of that. So it all sort of comes <laughs> together. I don't even know. If, I mean, that, maybe that's a place where I can go right now, Pat. I'm always conflicted myself as a reporter. Like, how big of a deal do we make about players not being there that are told and have signed a contract that says they don't have to be there? And to me, it's almost bad form. for. And nobody's doing it. Like, coaches are not – like, coaches have been pretty good about – just saying, hey, it's voluntary, and not even saying, you know, boy, we wish they. Well, of course, they wish they were there. But to me, it's a very conflicting when they don't have to be there yet. There, we are public, publicly, in some cases, admonishing these guys. Can I issue a public apology real quick, <laughs> please? Uh, <laughs> While we're doing it, on, you might as well. On, on TV yesterday and in print, I used a line that I thought was really clever, which was that coaches view OTAs uh, as voluntary. Uh, the same way that you view going to your in-law's house as voluntary. I mean, you can opt out if you want to, but good luck with that. I, I, yeah. I got a text. I got a text from my brother-in-law who was unamused by that uh, oh. by that uh, comparison. So, uh, so I apologize to Greg. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's it's not a big deal until it is. And last year, you know, Roquan Smith obviously was present at this uh, at the voluntary stuff. And then, you know, was a lock-in or whatever you want to call it during training camp. And that thing was ugly, and that thing wound up with him getting traded. If Bears fans are a little nervous because the player doesn't show up who's up for contract extension, I'm not going to tell them not to be nervous. You know, we have a general manager in Ryan Poles here who hasn't negotiated an extension with any significant player uh, on their team. You know, we went to the offseason thinking, you know, there were three guys, you know, Cole Komet, Jalen Johnson and Darnell Mooney, who were up for extension. They want to wait and you know, see if Mooney's ankle gets back to normal before they talk about that. 
But you would have thought by this point, you know, at least one of those would have been done. And it's not. You know, they're going to wait, and uh, I, I don't think they're going to give Claypool one before the season starts. They want him to prove it. But, you know, kind of until they start making moves there, I think it's perfectly natural to be nervous about this. In, in terms of kind of on the moral issue, you know, should we should fans be disappointed in a player for skipping something that's voluntary? I, you know, I can appreciate when Jalen says, you know, I want to spend time with my daughter. I don't get a chance to, you know, spend a lot of time with her during the season. I think any of us who are parents can understand that. But, you know, I think it's also true that there are guys – in camp right now who would love to be spending time with their kids, but decide to go to camp. So uh, I, I'm not sure there's a right or wrong answer there, but uh, it is, a, it's, a, it's a strange situation. And I, I think we're allowed to treat it as such given what's gone on around here in the last year or so. Yeah, Pat. And I think that, you know, certain times in your career, you have certain types of leverage. And I think this is one of those instances where you've been in the league and you're like, yeah, Probably couldn't have done it in year one, two, three. But you know what? Mm-hmm. Screw it. I could do it because I know I'm going to get either get a check or not or, you know, whatever that might be. And I know this is the moment uh, to kind of bend the rules a little bit. So I think that's where he's at. But there are some other cornerbacks and or guys in the secondary that are there that are showing up in OTAs. And someone if people just continue to talk about Tyreek Stevenson. As he is, a, as he is explosive as people are, are, are making him out to be, obviously I haven't seen any of the practices but it seems like every every day he's uh, he's making an, uh, another name for himself. Do you know what he's doing is he's getting his hand on the football, and that is notable as long as we keep in mind that it's just practice. I mean, Grody, how many interceptions does Jalen Johnson have in three seasons? Is it one? <laughs> right? Yeah. Something like yeah, that. Yeah. And, and, and that's not a shot at Jalen at all. If anything, it's a shot at this defense. You've got a pass rush last year that was uh, – I, I think there have only been six – Six teams with fewer sacks since 2010 across all of the NFL. So it's really hard to make plays in the defensive backfield when you're not getting any help up front. Uh, if the Bears can get a little help up front, I think they have playmakers, you know, whether it's Tyreek, whether it's Jalen, or whether it's Kyler Gordon, uh, who can go get the ball at corner. And the two safeties, I think it goes without saying that, that they're playmakers too. So you know, Tyreek's interesting. I, I look forward to seeing a lineup with he and Jalen outside and with Kyler in the, in the nickel, which I think is his best spot. Uh, I think that that would actually be one of the better young DB sets in, in the league. And quite frankly, it should be. If you're using a second-round pick, a second-round pick, and a third-round pick uh, to get there, uh, yeah, that's, you know, th- that's what it needs to be. Sticking with the defense, Patrick, I mean, it really does seem like philosophically – They'll be putting a lot on the the D line this year. Jervon Dexter and, and Zach Pickens and Justin Jones as well to better create force pressure, open up the Demarcus Walker, Shaquem Green, Dominique Robinson in theory. But do you think that there's too much pressure on these young guys to be that <laughs> this year? I looked it up today because I I just wrote something about it. You know, the night of the second day of the draft, when Ryan Pulse walked into the media room at, I don't know, 11 o'clock, something like that, we're all a little slap happy. That's the first time that he gave us the dent the pocket speech. Mm. The, hey, guys, we may not have any edge rushers, (laughs) essentially, and I'm going to paraphrase. We may not have any edge rushers. Uh, We may not find any edge rushers. But look, we've got these D tackles, and if they can just push in, uh-huh. then that's kind of like getting an edge rush. Yeah. That's, a lot, that's a lot of pressure to put on these two kids. Yep. And, you know, one of the things the Bears uh, defensive line coach was talking about 
uh, the other day with Dexter is just like, like they had to practice getting him like in the right stance, like as a pro, like mm. in the right stance. Yeah. And, and that's not because Dexter doesn't know how to play football. It's just because what they asked him to do uh, with the Florida Gators, it's just really, really different than what they're asking him to do now. I believe he was flat footed in his stance in college. Uh-huh. And that is not what they teach up here. So there's a long way to go. And there's, there's a lot of pressure to put on these guys like, hey, go fix the Bears' pass rush problem. Um, so, you know, I expect the Bears to go get somebody uh, between now and then. I think there are six prominent names. You know, if you look at the pro football focus list of the 100 best available players in this offseason, there are 12 of them left who are unsigned, and six of those are pass rushers. So, uh, you know, I, I'm sure the Bears will end up with one of them just because I can't foresee – I can't foresee a roster without one. I mean, even if Travis Gibson, you know, has a bounce back year similar to 2021 and Dominic Robinson does okay and Marcus Walker has, you know, matches the seven sacks he had last year, that's still not a real productive unit, uh, even if all those things go well. So I think they'll have to add a pass rush specialist, maybe somebody that you use you know, only on, you know, obvious passing downs, third downs, that sort of thing. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if it happened in, you know, late July, kind of right as everybody's getting ready to go to camp. Yeah, that makes sense, too. And I'm sure that all the guys, those veterans, are probably looking for, I don't know, long-term contracts, but longer than one year. Once some of those guys realize that that's their value, then they'll start well, ending up places, and, and hopefully one of those guys will be Bears. And I think it's notable, too, that, like, if I'm a, you know, four of the six guys uh, that I mentioned are – are in their 30s, and a fifth turns 30 in two weeks. So these are guys who have been doing a lot of mandatory minicamps, haven't they? <laughs> and my presumption is maybe they don't want to go to another one. You're probably right. <laughs> so, no, you're probably absolutely right, actually. I think that's part of it, too. Sure. And, and you, you know, there are instances, whether it's in Gawkway or whether it's, you know, Justin Houston, these guys have played, you know, Houston played for Eberflus in Indianapolis, Justin Houston, or I'm sorry, Houston played for Eberflus and Ngakwe played uh, for uh, the Raiders under the Bears' uh, current defensive line coach, so I don't think there'd be a lot of uh, a lot of scrambling to learn the playbook whenever they would get here. Tis true. The um, last thing for me, Pat. The Cubs open up a four-game series. Yeah. In San Diego tomorrow. Yes, what are we thinking yep. here? Splitsville. You got your Padres winning the series. <laughs> the, your twenty-six and thirty Padres, by the way. Yeah, just just, just hey, constantly disappointing. They, yeah. They just they just escaped a nine-game road trip, uh, uh, winning five games. Which, well, uh, not bad. Uh, I was just show, I, I'm thrilled. That should show you where my uh, <laughs> uh, where my expectations are right now. Here's a stat for you, Gary Sanchez. You remember Gary yes. Sanchez? Yes, yeah. catcher. Yeah, sure. Catcher. Yeah. He has he has hit more home runs in the last well, looking at my watch 26 hours <laughs> as any as any Padres as any Padres catcher has hit. All year, wow. they signed Gary Sanchez three days ago. He <laughs> has two great. homers. No other Padre catcher has more than one. So uh, I am Team Gary Sanchez right now. Uh, Manny Machado may be back okay. uh, uh, fr- Friday, so uh, that would be a very exciting thing for everybody involved. That's a good uh, nugget right there. Me. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you for that. That's a good Pat. nugget. Yeah. As I look at as I look at Pat Finley's four beautiful stars on his Twitter page highlighting <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> Again, grinning from ear to ear, talking about the Padres. I get it. I get it, though. He's from San Diego. Of course, I can pick that up. My Twitter page. The photo across the top of my Twitter page, if you click on my name, is me and the San Diego chick. Ah, so, you know, I, gotta, I, gotta I love cover. that. 
I got it covered. Okay, yeah. I like it. Pat, is, this, is the San Diego check-in? It's still in effect, right? Still doing the thing, or he, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, but in a barnstorming fashion. He's, I mean, he was. Uh, this uh, this could be a whole uh, episode of the G Spot or whatever you're calling your show. But he was he he was the uh, the chicken was never affiliated with the team. He was like a radio station gag. Oh, that's wow. hilarious. It's good trivia. Adopted. Yeah, it's a good time. Uh, uh, West Coast baseball. All right, yeah. <laughs> Pat, appreciate you hanging out with us as always, man. Have a great evening. Hey, you too. Thank you. Patrick Finley from the Chicago Sun-Times hanging out with us. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, at Patrick Finley. He got me on that one. I was really trying to give him some crap about the uh, four Chicago stars, which actually is pretty cool. I'm going to steal that. Yeah. But the fact that he has the Padres chicken up on top just made me look foolish. Doesn't it seem like the San Diego chicken is something that would be canceled. I don't know why. Like he doesn't do it. There's nothing offensive. Why? I just feel like it's like a cultural icon. And a lot of times those kinds of things for whatever reason get canceled. It's th- just going through my head right I now. I think it's just be canceled because it makes no sense. Yeah. Maybe like if I got a, if I got like a padre, like a padre, like a father, like a out there and I got some <laughs> random chicken running around, bro. This is like, <laughs> if I'm in the marketing department, I'm like, Hey guys, I gotta be honest. I don't get it. <laughs> This guy got to go. <laughs> this makes this no sense. Right, right. He didn't do anything. He didn't say yeah. anything. But we're going to go ahead and you don't have to use people the word cancel. If people, you don't, love, yeah. people love it. No, yeah. no, no. It's stupid. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, when we come back, more Bears talk. Mark Grody has some audio from OTAs, yeah. specifically a little. Uh, I got Coach, a lot. Coach Eberflus talking about a little Justin Fields. We can do that. Yeah. And we'll get to a lot of other stuff. Got a lot of stuff here. I've got, I, I picked out. Today, as I was doing my Bears studies in my Bears study, mm. I put together five, what I thought were five really good Bears cuts from my day at OTAs yesterday. I like it. Uh, what are those five and uh, what got Mark Grody excited? Uh, we will find out after this. Don't go anywhere. It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. You know, it's always better when people get to enter the G spot. That's what people are calling our show now. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody on 670 The Score. In Odyssey Station. And by people, I mean the few t- uh, texters that have been chiming in. And they said, you guys should call the show the G-Spot. That actually does sound pretty cool. And so when you welcome people to your to the show as guests, you would say... Welcome to the G-Spot, yo. Now he has a clip of you saying... <laughs> Uh, through the through the through the doors and to the left, please. <laughs> do you think that when do you think that when you said that to Patrick Finley the first time that he was uncomfortable? Yes, I think he was. Of course, but he was. then I think he had to let it register into his brain. Yeah. By the end of it, he was like, "Okay, he really did say that, so I'm just going to roll with yeah. this." The G spot or whatever you guys are calling it. The funny thing is this, right? Patrick Finley is going to go on with you know Mully and Hall buttoned up, you know Bernstein and home, super professional. Parkins and Spiegel, never know what you're going to get kind of guys. But they, when you come here, you're going to get things like this. Yeah, you're, you're going to make it to the G-spot. <laughs> I don't know how many more times we can say that. Though. You're going to get there. That's what you're going to do on this show. You're going to feel euphoric on this show. Oh, damn. Finally found it. <laughs> so Everybody feels great when they leave our show. What's, what are you feeling so good? I was just on the G-spot, yo. The G-spot? Oh, everybody's talking about it with Gabe and Grody. It's the thing, man. It's Gabe, it's Grody. Get it? The G. Yeah, it's the G-spot. It's the G's. You feel good after, because you, you uh, hit that G-spot. All right. When people get to enter the G-spot. Okay, bro. 
I might go delete that for myself. Yeah. My myself manually. This is what we've tangled ourselves <laughs> yeah. into. Do you want me to talk? You want me to tell you one of the things that I heard at Bears Camp? I want five things. Okay, I got five things. Yeah. I got five big Bears cuts that I thought were the most interesting, at least today, as I was sitting there. And I've had, you know, 24 hours to think about the OTAs. But let's get meaty to begin with. And it's Matt Eberflus talking about Bears defensive coordinator Alan Williams saying that Justin Fields is processing faster. So what does Eberflus think of his defensive coordinator's evaluation of Justin Fields? I think it is detectable when you're out there. Um, you can see him going through his reads quicker, uh, know, uh, reading the coverages on the snap, and uh, processing where to go with the football. And again, it's been working with his footwork um, you know, and his, his release. And he's been doing a great job with all those things. And uh, we're excited where he is right now. Yeah, I think some of it is expected just from the experience of last year. But I would say this, that uh, no one's worked harder than him in this offseason, um, starting in February. You know, he's been was working on his own, studying uh, different quarterbacks and really understanding of what he needed to improve on, you know, given from the coaches, from Janoko and Luke and myself, uh, to be able to really take that next step. And he's worked his tail off since that point. Grody? Mm-hmm. I changed my answer. Uh oh. 286 after that one. <laughs> I said 186. 186. You know what? If you were out there with me on the first OTA and you would have seen the 40 yard pass from Justin Fields to DJ Moore, you, you would be like 300 yards a game, Grody. I'm sure. Is that said. the one that uh, DJ had to die for? Yeah. It's full extension. So doesn't, full that, extension. doesn't that mean that. Double move. Doesn't that mean that was, that was better on DJ's part? Probably. Probably. Yeah, hey, if you want to continue on with the negative Justin Fields no, stuff, that's fine. No, no, There's no, always no. a way to craft better. it. Footwork's better. Balls out yep, faster. Yep. Connecting down the field. Confidence to put it out there. It's good to hear Where that no stuff. one can catch it. It's good to hear that. I will say this. Matt Eberflus has been talking about the improved footwork for a while now, and he mentioned it again there. There's two things that I don't need to hear anymore, and this is probably good for Justin Fields. I believe he works hard. I don't need to hear that anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're in the NFL, Papa. I, yeah, I hope yeah, you're exactly. Hard. Like I don't understand like why they think that there there should be a blue ribbon placed on him every That's time great, he, he's the first point. one there. And last, so what? Yeah. We expect that. We expect the greatness uh, and the leadership thing too. We're good like that. We're good like that. We're good yeah. like that because. He's a leader. Thank good. No, good. It, that's a great thing. It's important. I hear what you're but saying. we got it down. We don't need to hear it. Oh, where's he improved? Oh, he's the leader in the huddle. Is no, we know that you, you guys are saying all that last year. Now I just want to hear about detectable footwork as man. Like, because that's why I like that cut. Okay. I like to hear about that. I liked Alan Williams saying that he thinks Justin Fields is processing faster. Because the other stuff is just filler. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's no, important. It has to be there. It's required. But the leadership work hard stuff. That should not be part of their answers. No yards for leadership. Yeah, no yards for leadership. Maybe, you get what I'm saying? Yards, yeah. It's good. Like your, your quarterback has to be the leader. You know what I mean? So good. But to me, that's minimal competency. Yeah, like it's minimal said. competency to work hard if you're the quarterback. What are the cuts you got over there for us? All right. Let's go to hmm, – I'm looking throughout my cuts. What do I want to play? Let's go to Cody Whitehair because mm. Cody Whitehair is back at center. We have seen it in effect and I asked him, I said, how does it feel to be back at center, big guy? You know, I like it. Uh, I was notified a little bit uh, earlier on in the, in the off season, so it was nice to know. And I uh, was able to get a little bit more comfortable with it, and I feel good now. So I'm, I'm excited about it. Is that hard, though, just because of the success that you've had as a guard and how they want to throw you back at center? No, I mean, I've kind of done this my whole career. Like, it started when I was at K-State. Um, you know, what? they moved me all around. I was playing tackle. I was playing guard. Um, you know, this, this, and this. So, um, you know, I'm used to it. And, uh, 
you know, I've always been a team first guy wherever I can help the team. Um, you know, that's what I'm going to do. It's kind of like riding a bike. Um, I know there at first I was having some issues as far as consistency of the snap, you know, but I, I feel like I'm past that. I feel like I'm in a good spot. And, uh, you know, I just think the experience there before has helped me um, do what I'm doing today and this year. Was there a point in the offseason, like before the new league year and contract triggers kick in, was there a point that you thought you might not be in Chicago? Um, I mean, it always crosses your mind. Um, you know, I, this this will be my eighth year here, and, uh, you know, I take a lot of pride in, in wearing the C and the bear on my chest. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm very glad I'm back um, and uh, look forward to this year. Bears. Bears. I love that stuff. I mean, what is he supposed to say? No, but not not everybody says that. You tried words. to back him into the corner. Doesn't it suck though that your team kind of just you know yeah. you were doing so good at guard, Cody? Yeah, I think he felt that man. I, look, he said he said in the beginning, and I know I'm just like doing this for my own sake, but he said I'm excited now that that he was told. It sounds like it probably wasn't the transparency. Yeah, it wasn't ideal, but I mean, he's a pro, and you heard him say he's excited about it. He's going to roll with it, and I do think that he feels appreciative to be he's in his eighth year. I think he thinks he's a little – he's heard the stuff out there. Could Cody Whitehair be a cap casual? To, well, not a cap casual. Yeah. Could he just be cut? I think he feels fortunate to be back. I think maybe he feels like he's lucky to be back. So, of course, he's going to completely embrace being the starting center for the Bears. I just I, – and he mentioned it, too, that early on – he had trouble with the, with the the exchange, and that's what I remember. And I just remember it not feeling like Cody Whiter was a fine center, but it just never looked comfortable. And I don't think he was ever comfortable in it. And I think that he was a lot more comfortable as a guard. So wasn't that's the, why I had to ask yeah, him that question. Yesterday. Wasn't the issue at the beginning of the year, like when they wanted to put Lucas Patrick there, they just felt more comfortable with him, like making the the blocking calls that Cody Whitehair was. That and they, they thought Lucas Patrick was oh, more comfortable. Maybe, doing it. maybe. I mean, they put a lot of stock into Lucas Patrick last yeah. year. I mean, and I was thinking about that the other day. I was talking about this with another reporter that Lucas Patrick was a big deal signing to them big last deal. year. Like he came in. I was I was at the introductory press kind of like this looked like the guy who was going to be your nasty. He was going to be your leader. He was going to be the guy that was the glue for this you know regime and mm. then he he was he was injured and then when he was healthy he was not good at any position he played would you say because the mantra for the bears has been best five guys are going to be on that starting offensive line do you think Cody Whitehair is one of the top five Absolutely. For the, okay. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they just don't have a lot of depth to think about that, to think yeah. about, like, who who would compete with him at that spot. I mean, we've seen, you know, Larry Borm still out on the roster. Alex Leatherwood still on the roster. Um, Jatari Carter, second-year, seventh-rounder, has been pretty present in practice. That has something to do is with Doug Nate Kramer Davis. Not the, Doug Kramer is out okay. there. Yeah, Doug Kramer. I was talking about that to my uh, Decatur guys because they're big champagne right, fans. Right, right. That's what I was like. So old Doug Kramer is out there. Good to see Doug Kramer. I don't know. I think that, and th- that was actually one of the questions they asked me, will Doug, will Illinois' Doug Kramer make this team? I think it's very possible that he makes this team just because of the lack of depth and because yeah. you look at, Co- is Cody Whitehair going to work out at center? Probably, but you won't, but who is your backup center at this point? I mean, Dieter Iceland. I know that you know I got to see him on the sidelines every week working at center on game days. But I know that doesn't exactly move the meter either. Um, should we get? Do we have time for another cut, or do we have to? Yeah, we're we're doing NBA after this. Let's do one more cut. Okay. All right. We're gonna let's see which one of these do I want to do. Let's go. 
Let's go with Kyler Gordon. Kyler Gordon. Ooh, this is going to go to 56. Yeah, Kyler Gordon, the second-year cornerback, will, ladies and gentlemen, he will play the slot. Here's what Kyler Gordon was saying about all that yesterday. I'm not gonna lie, I do miss corner. I love corner, but yeah, it definitely is nice to just focus on nickel and uh, you know take in as much as I can there and uh, perfect that that spot. What do you like about playing nickel in this defense? Yeah, about this defense is really just being in the run, and I, and I I like the blitz and stuff like that. So uh, them giving me the ability to go and do that, um, that's what I love a lot about uh, about being at nickels, being in the run fit, and being able to blitz. I'll probably, hopefully I'll go back to corner and go back and forth like I did, but I do really love nickel uh, and uh, being near the ball. I just get to be closer, so uh, which is more opportunities for me to make plays and stuff like that, so I, I love being there. What are the things you learned? What's the most valuable? I said one important thing was really just like last year for me, I felt like it started becoming easier when I, I read my, my, my keys right and, uh, and saw the things I was supposed to see and uh, just kind of like uh, brought my vision in and uh, focused on what I was supposed to see and not trying to see everything. I feel like once I did that and I was able to like really read what I, I was supposed to read and not worried about all this other stuff. But not that I'm not supposed to like see the formation and the splits and stuff like that, but when I focus on what I was supposed to see, I just feel like I got to play faster. And so that's definitely something that allows me to go. Alan Williams says, you know, essentially nickel package is your base package now. Because <laughs> I don't know about of, that, but, but yeah, well, maybe well, it is. He maybe said it because is. you know, teams yeah, coming out yeah. with the three wide receiver sets no, or right. tight end you're things right. to go out. Yep. He said, so, you know, he's, he's, he's getting starter reps is what he said. Yep. I saw Patrick, or excuse me, I saw um, Kyler Gordon at a Chicago Fire game. You know, I'm doing hosting over there. Yeah. And he was one of the guests of the team. Oh, cool. Sitting right there, was with his boys. Yeah. Had his hair, you know, no braids, is all blown the out, with sunglasses, yeah. like doing his thing. Seems super cool. He's a great guy. I really like talking to him. I, it, you know, I was like, has a, is he a great guy? No, I really like talking to him. Yeah. That's what I'll say. Yeah. I, I wish I would have went up and said, said what's up to him. I was like, he's not, he doesn't want to be bothered by me. So, oh, just, he, he actually, like, if you really want to get into the nitty gritty, he's one of those guys you probably could have gone up to yeah. and been like, whatever. He seemed like it. He's like just said, Tyler from the block. The guys, yeah. the guys who he was with, yeah. it seemed like just the homies. Like, yeah. He was out there just. Like chilling, like he, he wasn't no business. It was all pleasure. Yeah, yeah. He kind of spins on his own frequency for yeah. sure. So, which peep, is good. Peep that too. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of spinning, we will be watching the basketball do just that uh, as Nikola Jokic takes on Jimmy Butler in the NBA Finals. Who does Grody think uh, is going to walk away with this first game and the series? We'll discuss that on the other side. It's Gabe and Grody. Don't play the clip on the way out. I see you, Tyler, uh, right here on Chicago Sports Radio six seventy. The score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.